0: Welcome to the All or Something Living Podcast. I'm your host, Lauren Kepler, and this podcast is all about ditching black and white thinking and exploring the gray areas of health, happiness, and everything in between. If you're ready to feel empowered and inspired, then let's get to it. Hello, and welcome to episode 53 of the All or Something Living Podcast. This week we're going to talk about what you can do if you are feeling overwhelmed. As per usual, it is a non-conventional answer, like most of my answers, and it's a little bit um, it's a little bit jumpy this one. But I'm hoping that there are some wisdom nuggets in there for you, and that you can at least have a few aha moments throughout. And um, again approaching the, we're approaching the thought process of overwhelm in a different way than you may be used to. So I think that in and of itself will definitely be helpful, but before we get started, I forgot to mention something really important and exciting in last week's episode, which was released on, I believe it was September 18th. I could be wrong, or at least September 18th was the one year anniversary of this podcast. Um actually let me just check my calendar right now. So the 18th, yes. So that is the, the last week was the 1 year anniversary of this podcast. Woohoo. So I still remember when I started this whole thing last year. I felt a mixture of fear and excitement about the kind of commitment that it would be to even have a podcast in the first place. Like I even put off starting it for so long because I figured it was going to be so much work, but it's been such a joy in my life because really like this is my passion project. And I share these episodes with you because I love to do it. And it also helps me share the lessons that I learn along the way. And it's like therapy for me. And I, I've said this before, but I even go back and I listen to my own episodes because I find them helpful. So I just love kind of having this timeline of what's been going on or what I've learned throughout the last year. I even remember though, looking at the first few episodes and uh, like, as I was releasing just the first few episodes, it's like, it's almost like when you start climbing a hill or running a marathon or whatever. And you're just in the beginning of phases. Like you're like on the first mile and you're like, man, I have so long to go. And you like, or you like look up the mountain and you see the top and you're like, I'm still so far away. So I remember doing that, looking that I was like on episode three and thinking about how exciting it would be once I hit 50 episodes, a hundred, even more episodes. Cause I have been listening to well-established podcasts for a long time and seeing them like on episode 140 something, or I would see that and just like get really excited thinking about the idea of mine getting up there. So now that we're on 53, it's like, it's becoming real. And you know, it's not just, uh, one-off thing. Like I, I guess I can feel stable in the fact that I will actually be consistent with this because I have for this entire year. So every week for the last year, I've just continued to release a new episode. And now here I am a year later, like I said, 53 episodes in, and I'm so excited. I just, I love this. I love doing this. And I love hearing from you guys too. Every time that I do release a new episode and just hearing your thoughts, but I just wanted to share that with you and to thank you for being a listener. It seriously, it means the world to me to have you here with me. And my next goal is to work on expanding my reach because eventually I'd love to get some interviews on here. And I'm sure that you'd love to have some interviews to hear some interviews with me, talking to some experts on different topics that I feel passionate about and likely you feel passionate about too. So if you would, I would love for you, if you haven't yet to leave me a review, wherever it is that you listen, because that's first of all, your way of paying me for doing the podcast. Obviously you don't have to pay to listen to this. So that could be your way of paying me back for this. And also more positive reviews means more visibility, which means it allows me to make a bigger impact. And I would love if you would continue to come along on this journey with me and be part of my family of OG listeners and supporters. So thank you again. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for being here. I love having you here. So anyway, on to this week's episode and I'll say This one is an appropriate topic at the time that I'm recording because (laughs) I'm prepping to start my fall semester this coming Monday. um, And I'm studying nutrition sciences. So I am about to have a lot more on my plate once again. But my intention for this semester is to really stay centered and well-rounded throughout. And what I mean by that is that I still plan to make room for lots of creativity, spending time with friends, having free time, practicing self care, relishing in joy. I like that word <laughs> relishing in the joy of life. Like all those things, like just for me to stay centered, balanced, like I've been, and just in a position to be showing up as my best self as often as possible. And by my best self, I just mean fully present, joyful, energetic, a friend that is, that feels good to be around. Um, I get that compliment a lot from my friends and it's really important for me to be someone that brings people up rather than bringing people down. So my biggest priorities at the moment And this includes when school starts on Monday, but my biggest priorities include obviously my online course vibrancy on demand, which by the way, even if you didn't join the live class in September, you can pick up that course anytime that you want and do it on your own time. So I'll leave the link to that in the show notes, but I have vibrancy on demand. I've got this podcast going. I'm raising my 13 year old stepson while his dad is over in Afghanistan until December. I am doing school full time. I'm working on my music, which is singing, playing guitar. I just started writing original songs as well. I'm working on planning my wedding. And then I am training for a half marathon in November, which Sounds like a lot on my plate, right? And if that would have been my list of priorities a few years ago, I probably would have died because at the time I didn't know how to manage not only my time, but my energy. And again, back to vibrancy on demand. That's what I teach in vibrancy on demand. It's all about managing your energy more than you manage your time, because if you manage your energy, then everything else just kind of falls into place. It's what energy is, what you need to be able to show up for your long list of priorities in the first place or your short list or whatever it is. But so over the years, I've gotten really good at not only juggling what I have on my plate, but also recognizing that sometimes there's going to be seasons when I'm really like on top of it and I'm doing awesome. And then there's going to be phases where I'll lose focus on certain priorities Now I used to put so much pressure on myself to get it all perfectly all the time. And then if I couldn't, as you know why I made this podcast, because I felt like it had to be all or nothing. And if I, if I had kind of slipped or failed in a certain way, I would just give up completely in all areas of my life. I would just let it all go. And then that's when I would start to feel like crap. And I'll talk more about how, that would spiral me into behaviors that led me to feeling like crap all the time. So now what I have to do is practice a ton, 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 ton of self-compassion. That's like my foundation is self-compassion. And then the other thing that I've come to realize is that if I focus on taking care of myself, like I said before, taking care of myself, which provides energy above all things, if taking care of myself is my number one priority, then everything else just seems to flow a lot more easily and a lot more effortlessly. So in that case, it doesn't matter if my plate is full and I have so much going on because I am taking care of myself throughout. And also all the things that are on my plate, all of my priorities are things that I feel passionate about. And I have selectively chosen it's there. There are no shoulds. There are no burdens on there. I have, Over the years, the last few years really worked on curating my life, choosing the to focus on the things that make me feel best and make me feel most aligned. So if you're not quite there yet, it is possible to start to slowly move toward a place where you feel like your life is yours. So just the beginning of this year, I quit a job that I kept for five years that was draining and sucking the energy and the life out of me. And that really took a toll on not only my mental health, but also my physical health. It really messed me up. And so I recognized from there that I had to start making changes and making different decisions in my life. And it wasn't easy to leave a stable job and go back to school, but I knew that it was necessary for my happiness and for my sanity. But... So back to taking care of yourself, but this is like, it's exactly why self-care and self-love is such a hot topic these days, because what we're starting to realize is that if we care for our mental, physical, emotional health, and this is also why I'm passionate about holistic health. It's why I'm a holistic health coach, because I don't just like to look at one aspect of the person or like people like to focus on. Um, losing weight by exercising and eating healthy, but there are so many more aspects of a person that you need to take into account. And so once you're focusing on all those on doing your best to manage all of those areas of the whole person, again, mental, physical, emotional, all that, it sets you up for success in all the other areas of life. So what I do is I basically have a baseline of daily and weekly activities that keep me centered and feeling sane. So these are things like and I call these non-negotiables, but non-negotiables means like for the most part I like they're just they're not things that I negotiate with myself every morning. Now, non-negotiables might sound really final and, and a little bit scary because it means like if you don't do it, you've somehow failed. So I don't mean non-negotiables in the sense that like it always happens no matter what without fail, because there are some times that it doesn't, but, but it just means that these are the, like, these are the foundational activities that I have to do on a daily and weekly basis in order to feel like I am balanced or centered. So it it includes things like for me, eating nutritious foods, moving my body on a daily basis, doing my morning routine, journaling, and then having a Sunday routine that includes things like cleaning, taking an Epsom salt bath, doing laundry, and basically planning and prepping for the week ahead. So here's where we're starting to get into the meat of the episode, because what I mean when I say overwhelm, I'm not just talking about when you have a bunch of stuff on your plate, because as I said before, you can still have a bunch of stuff on your plate, but if you feel like you're aligned with your mission and you're really taking care of yourself, then you're not going to feel overwhelmed. So what I'm talking about here is when you feel emotionally overwhelmed or when you feel like something in your life is out of alignment, which you may not even recognize at this point, what being out of alignment means. So I'll talk a little bit more about it, but I guess I'll just talk about it now. And <laughs> being out of alignment, this is kind of a really deep concept So if you haven't really had a lot of uh, exposure to sort of spirituality, spirituality work, then this might seem like a really foreign concept to you. So I'll try to explain it the best that I can out of alignment means my belief is that every we're all sent here for a purpose. We all have a mission here on this earth. And in a lot of cases, I'm not saying all because depression is very deep and can also be a major chemical imbalance. But in many cases, if we're feeling depressed or sad or anxious or angry or all these feelings and behaviors that are making causing us to have a bad experience on this earth, I guess you could say, is a sign of feeling out of alignment, which means that like, you are not, you are not aligned with your purpose. It means that you have some work to do in other words. And this can mean maybe you're in a relationship that's not meant for you, or you're in a job that's not meant for you. But anyway, all these negative feelings come from being out of alignment in that way. And so just like in some ways with spirituality, um, Gabby Bernstein says, if you don't show up for your assignment, your assignment will keep showing up for you. So in spirituality teachings, they say that when things are going wrong in your life or things just are feel like all over the place, or like you experience turmoil in some way, it means that you are out that you have a lesson to learn. In other words, and you find more peace as you get closer to living out your purpose. And again, that's like a, an entire, I am kind of stumbling through it because I'm trying to describe it the best that I can, but that's a topic for an entirely different episode. I know this to be true because I've also, I've also witnessed this in my own life when I was depressed and suicidal and anxious all the time and angry and not a good friend, all these things that were that, negatively impacted my life or that I just didn't feel good about in my life. A lot of it had to do with the path that I was on. I wasn't on a path of discovering or becoming my highest self, or even understanding that I did have a purpose in this world at the time. I didn't think that I did. So anyway, going off on a long tangent, but, but I say all that so that you recognize that I've been on both sides of the spectrum. And so I'm able to recognize now because I've been at the other extreme, I'm able to recognize now what is going on when I'm not feeling great. So this weekend, what's been happening for me is that I've been feeling pretty overwhelmed. And what overwhelm feels like to me is... I get really exhausted, like drained, depleted. I feel really lazy. Like I can't even get out of bed. My body starts to ache. I feel anxious. And that shows up is as either tightness in my chest or my belly. So I've been feeling a lot of that this weekend. And after doing some self-reflection, what I realized is that I felt overwhelmed because I was giving too much of my time and energy away. So earlier in the week, I did my first open mic night, which was obviously amazingly fun and exciting, but it was also very draining because I stayed out late. I spent all the the day of being nervous and jittery, and it took a lot of energy out of me. And then the next night I went out again and I stayed out even later. And that night, my friends were going through some things. So basically I was like the mom that night. I was like the caretaker. It was half of a fun night. And then it turned into a little bit much. And my friends were emotional and I was being supportive, but all of that after two nights in a row left me feeling like completely depleted. So then the next night after that, I had told a friend earlier in the week that I might go out and have drinks with her to celebrate her birthday. Now I am someone who makes plans and commits to them and shows up even if I'm not feeling my greatest. So thankfully my friends know this about me and they are able to be understanding when I, in the rare cases that I do need some time to myself or that I've somehow overcommitted or I'm feeling out of balance, but sometimes I still have residual people pleaser in me. So I have a hard time being opus, opus, open and honest about my needs. Like, you know how sometimes you just want to make an excuse for not going out with your friend because you don't want to hurt their feelings. And I definitely this time wanted to do that. So as I was driving home after the late night with my friends, I was like, I need to just not make plans tomorrow because if I do, I'm just like just going to keep spiraling down and I might disappoint my friend by not going out with her for her birthday, but I can, I cannot be everywhere for everyone. And when I try to be, that's when I end up burning out and then I'm really not able to be there for them or myself or my business or my family. And that's not what I want. So I was honest with my friend. I told her about how I'd gone out the night before and I just felt really drained and that I was going to pass on drinks for the night. And she was very understanding, which was actually really nice and refreshing for me. Cause that was, that was actually a big step that was hard for me to do. But my point is this, when you start to feel overwhelmed in your life, reflect on what might be going on there. Like, are you maybe overpromising your time? Are you overcommitting committing on things that you don't want to do? And I think sometimes it's important to say that sometimes in friendships or relationships or especially at work, we can find ourselves doing things that we don't want to do because we want to serve others or be there for them, and that's completely fine. There's nothing wrong with sometimes doing that. But I also believe that overwhelm presents itself when we're serving others much more than we're serving ourselves and when we're showing up for others and their goals and what their needs more than we're showing up for our own. So once again, having a large to-do list or having a ton on your plate isn't exactly the culprit of overwhelm. It's just more of a sign that something in your life is out of balance or alignment. So then your job is to detect what area that is. And what I realized in my scenario with this week is that I was not only staying out late and depleting my energy. But as a result, because I was doing, I was staying out so late and, um, over promising my time and energy, I was not eating enough energizing foods, or I just wasn't eating enough in general because I was like on the go so much. I skipped two of my workouts in a row, which is again, not something I enjoy doing because I know how much that will kind of throw my mood off. And then I wasn't doing my morning routine because I was sleeping in so late from staying out so late. So basically what was happening here was that I wasn't practicing self-care and taking care of my body. And I realized, first of all, how sensitive I am to noticing this now, which I'm really grateful for that I can catch it so quickly and recognize exactly what it is. But it's also crazy how quickly I'll start to get anxious or stressed when I'm not taking care of myself. And I think that a lot of times we're so used to feeling like crap and then trying to self medicate through food or alcohol or destructive behaviors that we aren't sensitive to the fact that, hey, if I just went for a run or if I just like talked it out with a friend or maybe I just really need to eat some, I don't know what you like to eat. My energizing food list is, well, it varies, but anyway, (laughs) I won't go into that, but, but, um, for some reason we like to choose the more destructive behaviors over the ones that could truly serve us on a deeper, fuller level. And I'm not sure if that's because the other behaviors are easier to do or because we self-sabotage. Maybe it's a mixture of both. Um, I'm not sure, but <laughs> but through experimentation, I've learned that sometimes taking the harder route and most of the time taking the more challenging route is a lot more rewarding. So to me, it's more worth it, but you see how a certain behavior or activity can spiral you more into more and more unhelpful choices that don't serve you, which means that it's also helpful to practice identifying what you're doing that isn't serving your highest or your best self. And doing that really sucks sometimes because most of the time for me, the behavior that brings me down, if if I'm doing too much of it is drinking wine and going out now, don't get me wrong because I love doing those things and I have such a good time, but I also recognize that first and foremost, I feel happiest and most centered when I'm taking care of myself and I'm working towards my goals. I feel worse when I don't follow through with my commitments, especially to myself. So say that I had some goals to work out today and, um, maybe record two podcast episodes. And then I didn't follow through because I, my friends called and they were like, woo, let's go out. And so I was like, yeah, sure. Let me put my own stuff aside for this. I don't like that feeling. What I like more is when I do, so say I record two podcast episodes, I go to the gym, and then I go out with my friends. I like having that balance more than anything. So, going out and having fun is something I can and will do every once in a while. Still love it. I'm young, I'm enjoying it. But When it becomes more than one night a week, especially staying out until 5 AM in Vegas, it's too much for me. And doing that throws things off balance. So that's when I have to find a little bit of discipline and that's totally fine too. But this brings us full circle into this all or something living pot concept that we always talk about here on the podcast. There is such thing as too much of a good thing. And even like, even eating too much broccoli could hurt your stomach. So this isn't just talking about our vices, our unhealthy vices. This can be too much of any good thing. So that also leads you to being out of balance, having too much, having the scale tipped too much to one side. And whatever that too much of the good thing is, is going to differ from person to person. Now I have a naturally extreme personality, so I have a tendency to go all in on things And it's taken time for me, but I'm able to recognize when something is becoming distracting, like when I'm going too much to the extreme, I'm able to recognize it now and then correct course quickly instead of just letting it go for weeks and weeks, or just saying like, Oh, I failed. I might as well give up. So it's not about me controlling my behavior or especially feeling guilty for my choices, which I will sometimes, and I'll have to talk myself through it. So It's more about having compassion for myself and having that conversation with myself often reminding me that I want to feel good. I want to feel joyful and I recognize, and I know what things bring me closer to that goal or those in those feelings. And I know also what behaviors and choices push me further away from feeling that way. So while, yes, I can have a fun night out and drink a few glasses of wine, I can do that and still feel great the next day and move on with my life like once, once a week or less. But at the same time, I can also get carried away and drink too much that night, wake up with a hangover, and then that leads me to spiral into more and more choices that bring me down. But it's all about having that awareness and making those choices and sometimes bringing in a little bit of tough love and self-discipline to keep yourself on course. And as I said before, when you're not feeling great or you're feeling burnt out, you're not taking care of yourself. Those are the things that lead to overwhelm. So it's all about finding awareness in your habits, choices, behaviors, and having a vision of your ideal self. So then you can check in with yourself on a daily basis and ask yourself, am I doing the things that will bring me closer to my vision? And I do this every morning as part of my morning routine. So I set, uh, I do some breathing patterns and then I set a timer for one minute while I work on my gratitudes. I think about all the things I'm grateful for. Then I set a timer for three minutes And I work on imagining like (laughs) a positive energy filling my body. And then I send light and love to the people that I feel need it in my life. So it's almost like a mini prayer. And then I set a timer for three minutes and that's when I envision my ideal self. So I think about the three top goals, which for me right now are balancing my hormones turning vibrancy on demand into a really big, impactful movement, and then running my half marathon. So sitting down and just visual, visualizing that for three minutes every morning reminds me of what my vision is. And then reminds me to continue working on the activities that bring me closer to that vision. And the, all of this requires a level of honesty and self compassion that takes work and a lot of awareness, but I promise with practice you will get there. So here's my question for you this week What makes you feel overwhelmed? And what do you do to help yourself get through that overwhelm? Let me know by tagging me in your Instagram story or your post, or you can just DM me directly. I'm at Lauren M. Kepler. I can't wait to talk to you again next week, but until then, remember that you are enough and you are doing enough.